Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is another episode of The Dish with Shayla Brown. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so today's topic, it's a more serious one. Today's topic is on domestic violence. Domestic violence means that there is violence in your home or in your relationship. And it can also be even within your family. But we're going to talk about domestic. Domestic means like something close to you. So it's a family member, whether it be a spouse, um, a brother, sister, mother, father, aunt, uncle. That's what domestic means. Okay. So we're going to talk about abuse today and the acceptance of it or the taboo of talking about it. Okay. So let's dish. Okay. So domestic violence. You most hear about it in two different forms, whether there be a child being abused by a parent or in a relationship between a man and a woman. And one thing that has been overlooked over the years and has had little light shined on it is abuse in the reverse, where a man is actually being abused by a woman. And we're talking about physical abuse, not sexual abuse, emotional and mental and what have you right now. We're going to talk about physical first. And let me just say that the one thing that I have found is that abuse works off of intimidation and fear. And you can take the most strongest person and put them in an abusive situation and they will become numb and not know how to handle the situation because it's such a shock. And in other ways, there's people who are generationally passing on a ring of abuse. That's how I can say it. A ring meaning it goes around in a circle, whether it be the physical, the mental, the emotional abuse, and it goes around in a circle and they have genetically, generationally passed it on, meaning they experienced it as a child, watched it, and then now they are doing it in their own personal life, whether it be with their spouse, children, or what have you. Okay. So what are the different forms of abuse? I've mentioned them. There's physical abuse, which is someone hitting you. There's mental abuse, which is someone basically messing with your mind, making you feel like everything is your fault or something that you did is your fault and not taking accountability or being um, in a space of um, uh, putting you in a position of where you have insecurities and doubts and what have you, and which also crosses over into the emotional abuse. Emotional abuse is basically playing on your emotions, your, um, it's playing on the love factor where it basically makes you feel as though the abuse is another form of love and where, um, you are loving this person, although they are hurting you. And, um, there's this moment of where after the abuse, they're coming and apologetic or making excuses for it or not talking about it at all and acting as if everything is okay, then that is like a form of emotional, mental, physical, all in one. Most abusers that I've seen come from a situation of where they were previously abused as a child or they witnessed something previously in their younger life. And instead of breaking the cycle, they're continuing the cycle. Then there are cases of where someone has gone through their own personal um, character 
transformations. And that is just how they express themselves. They cannot control their anger. And instead of communicating or walking away from a situation, they raise a hand to a situation. So why do people accept abuse in a situation of where it's like a marriage? Do you tend to feel as though you're stuck? Do you feel like there's no other options? Or do you feel as though it's something that you can fix or that you're in a committed relationship so you have to actually endure it or try to see if it changes or find a way to tolerate and deal with it? Or is it something else? Is it something that is in you that has also experienced some form of abuse in your past or whatever you've seen and it doesn't seem as much of a red flag for you and it's something that seems normal? See, that's the sad part. That's the sad and dangerous part is when abuse is normalized. When other people around you can see that you have an abusive situation and they don't speak, they don't say, they don't hold the person that is the abuser accountable. They don't speak for the person that is being the abused. And there's a sense of normalcy around it as though, okay, it's normal that they fight like that. It's normal that this person reacts like that. It's normal that that person will get hit. You don't normalize abuse in any sense of the word. Abuse across the board is wrong. So I feel like a man has to be a real man. And a real man does not hit a woman. A real man understands how to control his anger. And if in the case that he has a moment, then it's what he does to correct that moment that makes the measure of the man. But if it's something that is systemic, that is irregular, that is something that is allowed and accepted, and the man feels like there should be no change, no no breaking of the cycle at all, then that's not a proper man. And I also feel like with women, that a woman should never raise a hand to a man. If you feel like you're that woman to put your hands on a man, then you should be prepared to get what comes back, which is going to be him possibly hitting you back unless he can control his anger or his natural reflex to hit you back. But in no sense of the word is hitting on a man any more acceptable than a man hitting on a woman. It doesn't matter how angry he gets you, how upset, how sad, how frustrated you are. You just don't put your hands on anyone. And that is for both a man and a female. It also goes for family members. Like say, for instance, you have a situation of where you have an aunt or an uncle or a cousin or a brother or a sister that can't control their anger. And their first thing is to beat you. And let's say that not just as a child, but like, let's say you're an adult. They just want to fight you all the time. That is considered an abusive situation. It's not healthy. It's toxic. Get away from it. If in the case it's with a child, it's the same thing. Or if you as a child were abused, then you have to find a way to heal. You have to find a way to take those scars and heal from them so that that way you don't pass that on to your own children or your loved ones around you. See, because that kind of pain follows you. You don't have a place to speak as a child. You don't have a voice. You can't stop what's happening to you unless there's another adult or something that steps in. So you feel helpless. And because of that, there's a built-up anger that it, like, 
just increases inside of you and it builds up, builds up, builds up to the point then eventually you won't find another way to communicate either. You won't find another way to deal with your frustration and your anger. It'll come out in the same way of what happened to you or what you witnessed, which is in violence. And that is no way to live or to show that you love someone or you care for someone. At that point, the security, the feeling of um, trust, the feeling of safe in your arms kind of flow is gone. How can you feel safe in the arms of someone that would hurt you? You can't. So there's things that you can do. You can find other ways to communicate and practice them. You can talk with a counselor, therapist, take the time to go through the wounds and heal them so that that way you can find a better self and a better way of dealing with the things that will come at you in life, in regular life. There are people that can trigger, let me say that, There are certain people who are also from an abusive space or okay with abuse, and they can also trigger those moments. They sometimes can actually purposefully trigger. They can purposefully egg you on to get you into a place of violence because for them, that's their only attention with you. So be careful, like men, be careful of a woman that antagonizes, that that stimulates that anger in you. Be careful of a woman that purposefully wants to um, fuss and argue and poke at you, maybe scream at you knowing that that's what is a trigger for you or put their hands on you by slapping your face or pushing your chest or, you know, doing something to purposely antagonize you. Be careful of a woman like that because she's very dangerous. She is a woman that is already broken and already sees abuse as a form of love or a form of attention for her. That's someone that is toxic. It will pull you into a hole and you will not be able to ever break your cycle because it will continue in a ring of toxicity. And that relationship will be nothing but sparred with violence and negativity and makeup after arguing, which then gives you a confused feeling of what a relationship and love is supposed to be in the first place. Women, be careful of a man that can't speak to you with a soft tongue and not his hands. Be careful of a man that in two seconds can go from zero to 100. Be careful of a man that anytime you say something it doesn't agree with his thoughts or views will pop off, basically. Be careful of a man that will threaten you and at the same time say, I love you. That will confuse you. That's called a confused love. And confused love will have you in an emotional and mental space where you will not be able to feel reality to like a twilight zone, basically. Be careful of how you then come back and respond. So like what I have found is that narcissistic people tend to be extremely abusive to their loved ones, let's say to their partners. Narcissism is one of the most not talked about, not diagnosed because you typically are not in a 
therapy or, or a medical situation where someone has evaluated you and said, ah, you're a, you're a narcissist. You basically see characteristics of narcissism. You see characteristics in their, their attitudes and how they behave about things. And you are quickly able to say or identify, ah, that's a narcissist. Be careful of narcissism, whether it be from a female in the relationship or a male in the relationship. Narcissism will create a spinning of emotions mentally, emotionally, that will have you questioning yourself, that will put you in an emotional draining hole. It will emotionally drain you dealing with a narcissist and a narcissist will emotionally, mentally abuse you. Doesn't always have to be physical, but can be just as damaging. Be careful of a situation where you think you can solve the problem. You can fix them. Don't be the fixer. A fixer ends up being so overwhelmed by the trauma that they will think that they are strong enough to deal with it, to move around it. And they don't really realize just how much damage is really being done to them until they stop and can like come out of the situation for a second or until they are no longer in that relationship and they look back on it, then you really realize how much damage was actually done. How much of yourself you actually lose. Someone who will put blame on you for something small, something that you really had nothing to do with, it wasn't intentional, wasn't anything that... Um, you were even thinking about, like you weren't considering, but that person will like nitpick, like they'll find something small and say, ah, but you did this, you did that, you know, or you're doing this to me. Like that, be careful of that because that leaves you no room for error. You know, natural human error in a relationship where you're bound to make mistakes, where you say the wrong thing or you ask the wrong question that maybe like might upset the person or you you do something that you didn't realize that person had a problem with because of past relationships or you do something or, um, that the person just doesn't like. It, it turns them off or what have you. You don't know. And, and if you do, then, you know, even still, you're still allowed that space of, of human error. But let's say you don't know. So just say, you know, I don't like it when you, you do this or when that happens. Or if, if you're feeling like this, let me hear about it. Let's talk about it. Something. But you can't come back with hands and, and, and putting your, yourself in a position where you want to hurt the other person. You understand? Wanting to hurt another person that you say you love is not love. It's just flat out abuse. It just is what it is. Have you ever been in a situation where you don't quite understand what's happening? You question it. It doesn't feel right. It scares you. It puts you in a place of insecurity. That's when you have to sit back and look at yourself and wonder, is this the right situation for me? Is this the time to get out? Don't wait around in an abuse situation. The longer you wait in an abuse situation, the more you then get covered by it. You start getting swallowed by it. It becomes more difficult. You start rationalizing and making excuses for it. You start looking at it as being acceptable or you, you start looking at it as being a normal. And really, it'll change the way you love for a man or a woman. 
When you then experience a kind of situation like a mental, emotional, physical abuse, and it's coming from someone that keeps saying, I love you, or you keep saying, I love them, it'll change the way you love the next people in your life if you're able to get out of that relationship. If you find yourself in a situation where you have been abused the first time, the second time, don't be afraid to tell someone. Tell someone. Because that person can bring you back to reality. That person can know what's happening to you. So that if in the case that anything should happen, someone knows. Someone knows. Don't feel like you're in it by yourself. Because I guarantee you, there's someone else around you that has either experienced the same situation or knows someone that has experienced it. So don't feel like you're by yourself because not everyone feels like it's normal. You deserve better. You deserve to not be hit. You deserve to not be treated in a way that makes you feel like everything is your fault. You deserve to be talked to in a loving and caring manner, not screamed and yelled at or cursed at. You deserve to be in a space of where someone else cherishes your well-being the same way how you cherish theirs. No matter what, you're someone's son, you're someone's daughter, you're someone's sister or brother, you're someone's mother or father. So you have to have consideration and respect for another human being. If you can't find a way to speak and not use violence or use a nastiness, a tone in your voice or a manipulation, then that is not the relationship for you. Go and heal and then find the right kind of relationship for you. It'll come to you. Or if you're experiencing that kind of relationship, that's not it for you. Know that there is something better for you out there. Go and heal and it will come. Make sure that you use things that can help support you. Meditation and prayer does wonders. It will save you from your worst space of depression. If you can find a place where you go, your prayer closet, your car, your room, wherever it is, your church, your friend's house, wherever you can go to get that quiet moment to have meditation and prayer, do it. So that that way you can have a sense of calm for at least 10 minutes to 15 minutes. You can have a sense of peace. You can get clarity. And at the end of the day, what you ask for can come. You have to believe it. But don't ever choose toxicity. Don't choose the toxic. Don't choose the nasty, the negative, the violence. Always choose love and peace. And if it's not, don't ignore the signs. So this topic is one that a lot of people are going to like feel some kind of way about. So I'd like to hear your stories. I'd like to hear if you've ever been in an abusive relationship. I'd like to hear if you've known someone that has. And what did you do? What did that person do? Did you experience abuse as a child? Did you witness it as a child? If you were to ever witness an abusive situation, would you speak up? What would you do? 
I know that I've always been one that if I see something wrong, I speak up. There's a number of women over the years that I have assisted, whether it be by counseling or literally putting in place escape plans for them or helping drive them to a police station or driving them to someone else's house where they could seek refuge with their children. I'm just saying you're not alone. But what would you do if you experienced it? If you actually saw it, witnessed it, knew about it, would you speak up? How would you do it? I want to hear your thoughts. When this episode airs, we're going to actually do a live to where we can talk to some folks and hear some of the experience of some of the people that have submitted their story. Most of them will be anonymous because most people don't want to talk about it. But there's going to be some that are going to want to share their story and they don't care if you know who they are. They want you to know so that that way you don't find yourself in the same kind of situation. So this is another episode with The Dish with Shayla Brown. Thank you for joining us. Come back again for another episode. And let's dish.